also no, have that. I can't do it. I can't do it. John, but you will love it. I but I already have like so much between your Paramount Plus account <laughs> and and YouTube. That's like all I consume are drag queens, and I'm catching up on Legendary. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. So so good. Yeah. Hi everyone. Hey. Hi, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to, uh, whatever, what episode is this? Six? It's, six. Yeah, it's a season one, episode six of Mean, mean Girls, Girls Interrupted. Interrupted. Uh, and I'm John. And I'm Travis. <clears throat> and, uh, welcome to the podcast where, um, we, we talk about movies. We, yeah. We've both watched a movie and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give you a rundown. Um, I was going to text John also, uh, uh, so sorry. Yeah, we also got a lot of that <laughs> sound effects. Listen, listen, Linda. What I was trying to do, what I was trying to do this week was not have any burps. But guess what? It's uh, clearly not happening. Look, um, I mean, if you if you drink a sparkling beverage, it's gonna it's, happen. It's always gonna happen. Unavoidable. Honestly, I wasn't. I wasn't actually gonna have a sparkling beverage today for this. I was gonna keep it. I was gonna keep it simple, keep it stupid. And I didn't. <laughs> Because I'm stupid. Uh, but so uh, welcome to the podcast, everyone. If you yeah. don't, if you're new here, hi, welcome. We don't know how you found us, but go ahead and uh, hit the subscribe yeah. button. Subscribe, follow us, even Give review, us a review us. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, send us an email in the description below or wherever that is. Yeah, to there's the going to be an up, down, around. Yeah, look in the description below. There's going to, our email is going to be in there. It's Mean Girls Interrupted yeah. at gmail.com. So if you, if you, after listening to this, if you feel like you really want us to review, talk about a certain particular movie that we wouldn't otherwise think about doing, uh, send, drop us a line. Yeah. Drop and, us a line. Uh, and we'll get to it. Yeah. Send us an app. Send us your links. Send us your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, um, send us your OnlyFans. No, no, you keep that. I can find everything I want on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. I'm not paying for it. Absolutely. Okay. Dude, I'm so, look, good for all of you. We love that hustle and flow, ho. We love that for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying it. to pay for it because yeah. I just don't listen I yeah, have. I do my shopping elsewhere. I do Thank my you. shopping on plants. Um, right. That's my porn. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Uh, so speaking of plants, yes. Travis. Oh, John. Um, you said you went to go get some. I. D I. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we got a couple more plants last week, and we are. Uh, we're living large, and the squirrel that terrorizes our terrace oh. is back with a vengeance, and. We use a deterrent spray that's like that's like rotted eggshells. Oh, I it's, thought you were gonna say rotted eggshells. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's like beef's blood, like fermented what? blood, fermented dried blood, like powder into. It's supposed to like deter them, and it was working for a very long time, and it smells horrible. John, um, it hocus smells like pocus. That is what <laughs> it for sure smells like. Something that would come out of like a witch's brew, like. Oh. For sure, Aziz. Oh. But like, but it, I feel like it's developed a tolerance to it because it's like, it's now just like rolling. But we got a squirrel who probably has monkeypox rolling around. <laughs> okay. Terrorizing the yard and um, or our little terrace. But anyway, it's still, it's still looking great. Is it? The plants with, are good? Yeah. With like flowers and stuff. John, what did you get? Can I ask? <sighs> um, I don't know what they are. Okay, so <laughs> let me tell you, and let me tell you something. John, this is my new favorite plant. What? I've had it for a while now, but the more I look at it, her name is Flaming Katie. Does it look like a Flaming Katie? John, it is. It's okay, so it's the succulent with the prettiest pink miniature flowers growing all over this bitch. Oh, I love those. I love those like succulents. That, yes. Does it grow like a really long stalk with like a little flower at the tip? No little flower. It looks, it's covered in flowers. Oh, And they're wow. called Flaming Katie's. Look them up. Not only <laughs> yeah. is that the best drag name, welcome to the sold? stage, Flaming Katie. <laughs> For sure. And um, <clears throat> were, were you just like sold on the name and you had to have it? Honestly, I didn't know the name until I brought it home because I pay for this app. It's called Plantin. This is so boring for all of you guys. We're going to get Unless into our Plantin movie in a little bit. To, like sponsor an episode. Oh, Plantin, if you want to. So I pay for this app. It's like, I believe $30 a year, which to me is totally worth it because 
I can yeah. identify any plant. I can understand how toxic it is because I have a vegetarian cat that will eat these. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I know how high I have to put <laughs> them if toxic I buy to them. Pets. <laughs> yes. Unless and you so, wanted to um, not have it trace back to you. Honestly, I really don't want it to trace back to me, but we know because there are chomps. It's like, that movie, it's like that movie White Oleander where it's like, I don't know, I just growing some oleanders outside and oops, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the premise a, of the movie. Spoiler alert. Oh, by the way, oleanders are very poisonous, everyone. So if you want to make a, a tea out of it, we didn't recommend it and it will come back to you because I listened to that on a true crime podcast. Some woman tried to kill her husband with Ooh, oleander yikes. tea. Didn't work. I probably, she did make probably him very just got sick. really sick. Oh, probably just got sick. No, he actually was like virtually on his deathbed. Wow. Didn't it, take. They're, they're didn't incredibly take. poisonous. Yes. So, but anyway. Um, but, uh, speaking, uh, speaking of uh, uh, killing husbands. Yeah. Killing husbands, killing, killing boyfriends. Killing significant others. And witches we brew. We have, and witches brew. We, we've been building this up since the beginning, six minutes ago, Travis. Yeah, none of you guys knew this. I Today. didn't either. <laughs> Today, we are discussing a, a very popular film. And which a is a cult classic, a cult classic about the occult. About and it's the called <laughs> Practical, Practical Magic, Magic Mike. There, and if you <laughs> thought, if you thought there are a lot of A's in that title, there are Practical Magic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are no more, no fewer than three A's in the title Practical Magic. It didn't get an A. Um, uh, <laughs> some would argue, some would fight you on that. I feel like this movie has a, a passionate following. Oh, uh, and it, it, it eludes mm-hmm. me. It eludes me. Um, I'm not really, uh, I'm going to, okay, we'll get into it later, but do you want to get into the yeah. movie first? Yeah, let's get into the movie first. Okay. So just a little technical rundown. Uh, the runtime is 104 minutes, which I believe is too long for this uh, movie. F- honestly, John, no, I, I have to disagree with you. <laughs> okay. And I will. And here's why, because John, it felt like it went by very quick when I was watching it. I, yeah. I mean, but that's because I didn't know what to things, focus on. I think, I'll, I mean, it's such like an ADD movie for me. Because it, is. it came out in 1998 and it looks like it. Oh, because I mean, we have Nicole Kidman. Hot. We got Sandra Bullock. We ha- wait, this is we like have to pe- go back. We have yeah. Nicole Kidman with her natural red hair. You guys, she looks incredible. This is the best she's looked. Like, she, I feel like this era of Nicole Kidman uh, is the best she's looked like this is this is my almost my this isn't my favorite acting project era of Nicole Kidman. But this is like this is like peak Nicole Kidman. Out, she's not in the Tom Cruise wifey mode anymore. She's coming into her own, and I feel like this was a great career role for her. And I have more to talk about that in a, oh. in a bit. Okay, but, but I, I do have to touch base. Nicole yeah. and Sandra look—they literally. Sandra have, Bullock looks amazing in this bulk, movie. So, and I'm not kidding. It was distracting to me. Like, uh, yeah, it, it they're didn't matter. hot, but also. I, as much as many qualms as I have with the writing and the directing and the premise and the choices, like the their level of like Hollywood acting, Sandra and Nicole in this movie is very high quality, like from an objective standpoint. Did um, you notice that too? Where John, I was like, they're actually acting their fucking faces off in this and, movie and okay. they didn't even have to. No, they didn't. But guess what? I fully appreciate it, which John is why I believe it has a cult following because they, they did what it. they could with the material and they have incredible chemistry together. Oh yeah. Like it was their no chemistry joke. was but, so good. Uh, there are there are countless scenes because Sandra Bullock is the actual protagonist of the film. It's you would argue it's a dual protagonist, but no, like technically, I wouldn't. Sandra I don't Bullock think I would argue. The lead. So I don't think I would argue. Nicole that. is supporting for sure. She's supporting, but, but so like she's doing a lot of heavy lifting on her own. But it's mostly Sandra Bullock's movie. And it's her story. story, and so um um. <clears throat> And, and she's like making all the choices that drive the story along. Essentially. Yeah. Oh, she does. Absolutely. So, um, but there are so many scenes with Sandra Bullock in them where like it could totally fall on its fucking face, but she like does these like Hollywood actress gymnastics. Like she's such a skilled performer that she pulls it off 
Did you notice that too? Like um, I was like admiring it while I was watching it. I was like, I was like, I thought I was going to cringe right now, but like, look at her go. No, she does really well with everything she's given. Like, like there's John, a scene- she did speed too. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> she did, which I saw in the movie theater. Oh by the no! Way. Did you ask for your money back? <laughs> no, because I was a kid. It was like 1997. It was probably around the time that this movie came out. Like the, the, this movie came out the following year. Okay, yeah, because it was like it was so. Yeah, this movie came out in 1998. It is PG-13. It is considered a comedy drama and fantasy. It has a lot. <laughs> It has a lot. I would argue the comedic aspect of that. I didn't think it was funny. No, I mean, they didn't even I mean, I feel like they had to because Sandra Bullock was very much a funny gal at this point. So they were like like, slap some comedy in it. It wasn't funny. Yeah, it was romantic comedy. ish. Man, they looked so good, dude. Like okay. They are so pretty. Like Should they are we? beautiful actresses. I wanted to be Nicole Kidman. And you know what I hate about this? And I just I I really hate whenever movies cast leading men that don't measure up to the beauty of like wait, the leading lady. Wait, John. Can, I, I can ha- we talk about it? And I can, I, I mean, can we talk about this? We can because, but I have to disagree with you. <laughs> I know, I know Aiden Quinn. Okay. So the, I one was of the leading, here for both of them. I know, but I, Aiden would, Quinn, I absolutely was, I, you know, Aiden Quinn and like in legends of the fall is like delicious to look at. And but that was like six years earlier. This is like a this is like an Aiden Quinn in 1998 who he like obviously has some kind of like an alcoholism problem. Dude, he is and a like, hot ass dad. I am not gonna. I will. Yeah, but he doesn't measure up to Sandra. He doesn't deserve a Sandra Bullock. I think it's because they lived in that really small town, and, and you know, her husband had just been killed. Also, so. her, her husband, who's killed, was way more attractive oh. than Aiden Quinn. John, let's talk about them apples flying up in the air. Should we move in? Uh, yeah, let's Should move we move in. into this movie? <laughs> okay. So we're going to get down to the plot right here. Okay, this whole thing is directed by Griffin Dunn or Dune, and who cares? Um, and produced by, and released by um, Warner Brothers. So it didn't, by old, the way, it did not make its money back. Not initially, no. But it didn't make uh, its money back initially. It was cons- yeah. it's technically it was, a it flop. Was, it's technically a giant flop because the budget for this do you, do you know the it budget was like Travis? seventy something million, and it's I think they only million uh, they dollars. only made sixty eight million. Or was but, it less? Uh, th- it was less because in their opening weekend, they only made thirteen, 13. million dollars. I saw that and I was like, with oh. us with the Sandra Bullock, John, it opened at number Kidman. one though. It opened at number one at the box office, but it flopped immediately after. Well, I guess thirteen million dollars is a good box office opening. I'm I'm just thinking nowadays it's like huge because of like the superhero movies, but like I guess for back in the day, thirteen million dollar opening is actually really good. Thirteen, but then but it did open at number one, but it technically it tanked like. Immediately. Like people, just, people were just like, what the fuck did we just watch? <laughs> um, because that's how I was feeling while we were, while it was happening. And this is a why. So <laughs> this whole movie, it it starts um, with let me just pull up my little synopsis here as a guide. So um, just to be brief about it. So yeah, let, I have an idea. Why don't we give the brief breakdown of the synopsis and maybe go through the um uh yeah so sisters so two there's sisters here sally owens played by sandra bullock and jillian owens played by nicole kidman they have a special bond with each other despite being different in personality and outlook and um <clears throat> they grow up with their spinster aunts aunt by Francis, the way love the aunts the aunts were were like like gay icons in my they, opinion they still are <laughs> because it's stalker channing yeah they Francis. still are right and diane weist uh playing aunt jet which is a cool name they're amazing uh, yeah like they're like you know they're like the hocus pocus spooky ooky like you know witches Spencer ladies witches and uh and the longtime owens family house on an island off the coast of massachusetts following the death of their father and then their mother so yeah so they're orphans and they are the latest in a long line of witches and rumors of the owens women being witches have existed for generations in the small close-minded town in which they live and despite there being no hard evidence 
of them being witches. So it's like a rumor. Yeah. It's uh, like, well, Owens you're women, a witch. Right. And so the Owens women are also under a curse that any man with whom they fall in love is doomed, which is a which is an element that I completely forgot about. But they do explore that they do explore it and it is a curse that exists <laughs> as like we so find out another curse that exists in this movie is like so much happening all the, the time there's like so much happening by the like, way like so much happens in that first five minutes that i'm like where are we going well this movie is based off of a novel of the same name i believe so if you oh. all want if you all want to read the book you can i believe the novel is called practical magic so i yeah. don't know what they chose to include from the book or how far they strayed <sighs> from the source material yeah, but i don't even know it has it has its moments Yeah, but anyway, so with this experience, extroverted Jillian Nicole Kidman decides to leave the island to live life to the fullest. In the process, (laughs) falling for Jimmy Angelov, played by Goran Viznik of, I think, ER fame. He's hot. Yeah. He's hot. But you want to know what? He's like dangerous. I felt I did not know that he was in ER, and I'm not joking. I seriously thought this movie was only for him to get his SAG card. Oh, I've for never sure. seen him before, but he reads more like Southwestern. But in the movie, he's a Bulgarian who grew up near Transylvania. Just to add some ooky spooky. But the, the, right. more, int- the more introspective Sally, Sandra Bullock, uh, who has sworn off the use of magic, except in its most practical sense, has taken measures not to fall in love because of the curse, but ends up falling for and marrying Michael. Um, and uh, he's a local merchant. Who's the actor? The two, Do you know? Um, it's Mark, Mark Fierstein. Do we know if he's been in anything else? Like porn? Uh, I mean, it looks like he should have had a better <laughs> career there. But like, so the two uh, who end up having two daughters of their own. So Sandra has two daughters of their own. And the curse works its way into Jillian's um Jillian's and Sally's lives in different ways. The outcomes of the curse on their collective lives becomes more complicated with the arrival in town of Tucson police detective Gary Hallett, played by Aiden Quinn, whose arrival is not by accident and involves more than just his stated professional purpose. Um, So that's like the brief rundown. And so what actually ends up happening in the movie in like the first five minutes like Sandra Bullock as a child sends off this love letter spell um, like wishing for the most obscure impossible man to exist so that this so that she'll never fall in love. She honestly could have literally she could have said um, she should have said financially stable, uh, which a lot of men are, but also uh, mentally sound, very giant um, uh, life insurance policy because like it's a guarantee death sentence. Yeah. Somebody, (laughs) right. (laughs) I don't know why she lining them up. I'd be lining them up like, and just cashing in those checks. That was like, that was was a dumb wish. Like before we actually fall in love, you gotta, you gotta put my, you gotta attach my direct deposit. Here's the and thing. Because you're going to die, your days are numbered. Listen, she asked for him to have one blue eye and one green eye. And I would have said, I want him blind. That's I'm not gonna... an impossibility, by the way. No. Plus, I don't want him to be able to see. I'm going to steal his watch. Like, yeah. I don't. You make him blind. You can make him as attractive as you want, but he cannot see. Plus, how would yeah. he get there if he were blind? <laughs> I guess that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's like, but whatever happens. So. So I knew this movie was for me like uh, trouble because whenever in the first five minutes, like it, like we skip to Sandra Bullock being like this jaded adult who um, is stuck with these two kids after her. Uh, oh, no, wait, no, 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 no. That doesn't happen first. What happens is wait, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, she's like doomed to be a spinster forever and unhappy because she's not falling in love because she's sworn off love. But then the ants do a a love spell to connect her with a local merchant and she's like gardening and then she just like stands up walks 
John foot walk speed walks into town and starts making out with her future husband in the middle of the street. John, the clock. And they never question it. Here's the thing. I know exactly when this happened because she was gardening and they made sure that she was in the shortest shorts possible. They wanted her to look super hot. And I was like, who is this movie for? Then the sound. She wasn't really short. Shorts. She was in shorty shorts. She was in coochie cutters, dude. Like yeah. for real. So Pockets hanging out. Oh, pockets hanging out. Not just pockets, but like <laughs> Beef. Pockets, honey. Like hot pockets. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, the it, like some bell tolls and she runs from the dirt immediately. And just like you said, she makes yeah. out with homie in the street. And yeah. I said, where did this come from? I know it came, it comes so arbitrary. I'm like, what? And then, but like also like the soundtrack that they were selling alongside this movie is playing. You know yeah, what I mean? They have like, like three Stevie Nicks Practical songs. Magic right here. But like, um, uh, anyway, so she has two children uh, with this guy, but he kicks the bucket in the campiest way possible. Oh, he like he fully is like staring at nothing in the sky and Fucking wanders, tour to, no, tour to wanders into the middle of the road. Wanders the, into the middle of the road. Yes. And the Tour de France does come by. It's all bikers. It's some weird bike thing out of nowhere. And he's like, whoa. And then the whole time you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then you think he's going to get it by the bikes. All the bikes and go the, by. And the, he's like, whoa. whoa. Like, oh, I and made it. And gets hit by a fucking truck. And all of these green apples fly everywhere. And then afterwards lands a crumpled up dolly, <laughs> metal dolly. You guys, yeah. it is the campiest. This is when I knew. This is yeah. what I knew. This movie didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's dead. And by the way, we've gotten like zero character development at this point in time. Like we don't we don't know what the main story plot is. And it's been like 10 minutes of like random fucking shit happening. So uh, it doesn't even matter. And the townspeople are all scared. Every time the women are scared. in the street, they all run away. Even though they're like the most normal looking witches in the world. But like they're actually um, the prettiest fuckers on Earth. Yeah, like they're just like the best looking on the island. <laughs> yeah. <But> anyway, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so anyway, so Sandra Bullock is like distraught. She's like, fuck, I'm stuck with these two children. One who is played by a very young Evan Rachel Wood, if you didn't notice that. Oh, I did. I absolutely oh, noticed. She looks which exactly I was the great. same. Oh, she yeah. has not changed at all. Also, Camilla Bell as a young um, Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock was right. so really children, good casting. I know, because Camilla Bell as a kid does look like uh, it's, it was really good casting. Yeah. So anyway, but sorry, we're just uh, bringing up people you might know now that were in this movie. You'll be like, "What throwback?" Yeah. And so um, Sandra Bullock is like, "I'm never falling in love again." And why did you guys put a spell on me to fall in love with this guy? And was it real love to begin with? And so it was. He like, died. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, anyway, so she's stuck with two kids, whatever, whatever, whatever. She basically gets a phone call from Nicole Kidman one night, right? She gets that how so, that goes? Okay. So do you mind Take if I jump from in? There. Yeah, please. Cause it's kind of muddy for me right now. Let me just jump in real quick on this point because so at this point, Sandra Bullock's character is taking her two kids. They're now living with the aunts, just like Nicole Kidman and uh, Sandra Bullock's characters did when they were children. So Nicole's Nicole Kidman's character, whose name is what? Uh, J uh, Jillian? Jillian. Jillian. They call her what? Jilly? Jelly? Who cares? I think they call her Nicole Kidman in the movie. So they call her Nicole. So <laughs> Nicole is out doing her thing her whole life. And she calls Sandra. She's like, I need your help. Um... You know, basically my boyfriend, yada, yada, come and help me. Um, so she goes to Tucson. She picks up Nicole. The boyfriend Wait, is she there. She goes to Tucson. Yeah. She goes to Tucson and shows up in like two fucking seconds. I don't know how she got there, but she is magic. She's a magical person. I mean, so we have to assume. They are going back and forth from Tucson to like an island, a remote island off the coast of Massachusetts pretty fucking quickly in this Also, movie. it's so far it would not take one sunset for her to get there. And that's basically how they painted it. <laughs> yeah. It took her one sunset to get to Tucson from Massachusetts. Yeah. And that's days worth of driving. So... Yeah. She gets there. She picks up Nicole. Nicole is hurt uh, because Nicole is like, so they are like in this flop yeah, house yeah. motel and like, 
Oh. Shit, Nicole Kidman is like strung out, I'm assuming, on drugs, actually. Oh, uh, like, well, absolutely. Like she like Nicole, they like gloss over the fact that Nicole Kidman is like on crystal meth in this movie. Do you think she is? <laughs> she was strung out in the corner. She was like talking, like chattering all crazy. She, oh, honestly, true. And the 90s she was, were like, big she on was, meth. She was on some shit that they never acknowledged. But, she but definitely she was, she was, was doing some drugs. It. She was <gasps> acting it. It was uh, coming across <laughs> in the acting. Well, um, yeah. And uh, uh, so, yeah, she um, she scoops up Nicole Kidman. But, oh, guess what? This abusive husband from the ER guy, he like holds him at gunpoint. He's like, get in the car and basically like, no, 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 because what happens happens? is I'm going to tell you right now. No, that's not what happened. So they're about to get in Sandy's car. And Nicole is like, I left my charm in homeboy's car her boyfriend's car so she Mm. goes over to the car to go get her charm she was like i need my charm my necklace my necklace so she goes in there he's in the car waiting for her and pulls her in to the back seat of his car he's waiting it's so it's very um it's very urban legend of him and um so anyway that's when that's when he forces (laughs) sandy and them to drive together yeah that was a moment that was like didn't make sense logically to me i'm like why no why was he waiting in the car he was was, like uh, he was anticipating her missing her necklace yeah it was very like ooky spooky villain and like so he so yeah so they're in his car and they're driving somewhere and, I don't know but, where but, they're driving. But, where are they supposed to be driving? He's to? like he's like wasted. And, oh, and, he's trying and, to brand Nicole. Yeah, so he tries to like brand Nicole, but then Sandra Bullock's like, "No, I'm the hero of this story," and like whatever, and then something happens. She what grabs happens? the alcohol. There's an alcohol <laughs> bottle. So there's an alcohol. So Nicole Kidman's boyfriend, the character's boyfriend, is drinking, and he's like. He tells Sandra, you need to have a drink of this, yada, yada. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to. And he's like, okay, whatever. And then he starts heating up his ring, which is a skull, and he's going to brand Nicole. So Sandra takes the drink from him and she's like, fine, I'll do it. Because she doesn't want her sister getting hurt. Right. Well, it turns out Sandra Bullock's character has... Uh, is it like a nightshade oh, or right. some she sort slips of... Him, she slips him up um, some kind of... Uh, like, it's like a witch thing. It's a yeah, it's a witchy poison sedative thing to just knock him out a little bit. To knock him out a little bit, but she, she slips it into does the, it. Yeah, she slips it into because she hasn't done this in a while. She hasn't. So, it's she's <laughs> look, she's very rusty. Yeah. So like she puts it into she sneaks it into the bottle, hands the bottle back, he takes it, he passes out, but it was too much. And he he's might be dead, dead now. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah, not he even not dead. might be dead. He's yeah, fully full, dead. Full dead. But then they somehow cut to Little Island of, on Massachusetts. How did they drive onto the island with John, his car, by the way, from Tucson? They drove first. They drove so quick with that dead body all the they way from back to Tucson, Massachusetts. All the way back to their house, their aunt's house in Massachusetts. Um with a dead body. With a corpse that fully would have started rotting by the time they got there. Yeah. And, and so he was still they, looking good. He was a yeah. 10 still. But the thing is, like, the conversation that they're having sort of overlaps from that car scene to the Massachusetts back home with the dead body scene. Well, and yeah, yeah. The, the family with the girls and everything, the two aunts, the two girls are um, are away on a vacation or something. And like they uh, so they have the house to themselves and boy, do they get into some hijinks. Oh, they because, do. Yeah, because for what's the reason I missed it? What's the reason Nicole Kidman is like, we need to bring him back? Is it because they need to bring him back so they're not accused of murder? Honestly, it kind of escapes me, but I know that they weren't supposed to use that spell because after Sandy's husband died, she wanted her aunts to bring him back and they said he won't come back the same. Okay. So that's a, that's a driving point in this. You can't bring people back from the dead and it'd be all good. We've seen Pet Cemetery. cemetery. Yeah. That would have been a funny line though in this comedy. Yeah. Haven't you ever seen Pet Cemetery? Haven't you seen Pet Cemetery? Pet cemetery, you don't bring people back. And Nicole's like, I don't care what he comes back. You saw what he did to me when he was alive. Yeah, so basically like, they're like, he's a piece of shit now. He'll be a piece of shit when he comes back. Right. So they work this uh magical curse spell to to bring back 
uh, Nicole's abusive boyfriend. And he does come back and like immediately tries to kill Nicole, which I'm like, he was already going to do that anyway. So like, what's so different? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, nothing changed. They were right. Nothing changed. (laughs) So like he immediately tries to strangle Nicole Kidman to death. And so they immediately have to kill him again for a second time. Sandra Bullock uses she she picks up that frying pan from a, this is your brain on drugs and she yeah. kills and she, she kills him with a frying pan. <laughs> is that she goes he goes full Rachel Lee Cook on him. Yes, she pulls pan. that bitch out and says this is your brain on drugs and, and smashes him to death. Funny line for this comedy. Why, John? Should we, should we write the remake? By the way, there were supposed to be some remakes and prequels, and they didn't come to fruition. Just uh, FYI. I'm glad, but. So, anyway. <laughs> so um anyway so now they have a, this second dead this he's dead for a second time what are they gonna do they've killed him twice now they bury his body yeah they bury <laughs> his body in like the most conspicuous part of the backyard and somehow nobody notices <laughs> yeah they put him in basically a glass box they don't they yeah. put him in like a shallow grave in the backyard <laughs> yeah and like and then the and then the children and the ants come home like the next day and nobody and nobody knows that there's an unmarked grave in the backyard because it like I don't know anyway. Well, then, no, <laughs> they know something's afoot because they know something's afoot because the ants are basically like, take care of your problem. Yeah. And then so other and then like they try to make like life go on in a weird way that I found interesting in the story. It's like, what are we doing here? They go into like the whole dynamic between Sandra Bullock and. And Nicole Kidman, like being sisters and like a sisterly rift, like we're at odds and we have so much between us and we're total opposites. And I'm done cleaning up your messes, Nicole. And then she's like, well, you're afraid of love, Sandra. Oh, it's incredibly If none of this is making sense to any of you, it's because we we really can't make sense of the movie. Right. Because they start going into like these witchy moments of like sisterly bonding, like witchy sisterly bonding with the ants. Like there's the whole lime and the coconut song. The lime and the coconut. Also, can I tell you during that scene, I actually have something to tell you is Nicole Kidman brought that tequila that they're drinking and it's real tequila. And it's also supposedly it was very bad, Um, (laughs) horrible tequila that she brought to set for that specific scene. So as as you're saying, they do have these magical moments. We're watching actual drunk actors. We are. We're watching. It's not acting <laughs> at that point. They're fully experiencing a, ha- a hangover the next day. <laughs> yeah. Nicole sure. was probably, they were probably just like, you know what? This movie is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like whatever. Like I, you, I could also get the vibe that the actresses were just like not very committed because it's not a movie that you should take seriously. Well, they took it means. pretty seriously. I guess, um, I guess in moments, but as far as their commitment as professional actors, yes. <laughs> but I feel like maybe the outside mindset was like, this is a career thing. Like this is like getting us lots of money and whatever. It's, it's like, for real. It's a paycheck so, movie. But through this lime and the coconut sequence where the, the uh, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kim and the ants are dancing around at midnight and getting shit faced. Midnight margaritas, they said. Midnight margaritas, which leads into them having a realization, a spooky realization that the body that they buried isn't quite dead. And so whenever they uh, so whenever they brought whenever they meddled and brought him back to life. And then tried to kill him again. They didn't kill his spirit. They just killed his body. Yep. And guess what? <clears throat> now, now some sheriff from Tucson is driven onto an island to find them. Their, and he's on their case. The thing and is, though, is like, how did they know? How the hell did he even know? To go it, all the way there. To go all the way there. At <laughs> right, this point in 98. No, it makes no sense. And also he has zero jurisdiction in Massachusetts. Right? He has none. He's not an investigator for there. He, he isn't even, he isn't even partnering with no. the Massachusetts, Massachusetts police department. But no. He is fully detectiving and, and going into this. And he has no like real personal drive to be doing this but he just like uprooted whatever situation he had going on and 
in in Tucson to be here. But then it also could be magic. Could it be? And it could, could it be? be. Because guess what? He's got he's, he's got, got one green eye mm-hmm. and he's got one blue eye, which yep. reads on screen as the same color eye. John, did you notice that when they got one one part where it was close up, it looked like they had tried to use um, some CGI to make one of the eyes green yeah. and it looked real off. It just looked like more green than the other I was, one. I said, oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like that's like the 90s color palette because it was like this really saturated, colorful, like late 90s color palette. Like it was r- really saturated greens, really saturated reds, contrasted with like with like black and deep purples. Like, yeah, it was very late 90s in that color scheme for sure. So I do want to say. I do want to say this, like in the sense that, yes, he showed up, but also we still now have now we have that storyline of Sandra being like fucking falling in love. Yeah. So she has to fall in love with this sheriff guy. (laughs) And it's at the um, it's sort of like being manipulated by the children who find her sort of journal or whatever and discover that that Mm -hmm. this sheriff guy could be the person that child Sandra Bullock called out to the world to come to Massachusetts and fall in love with. Also, those kids are fully okay with their biological dad having been hit by a diesel. Not they do not feel <laughs> yeah, sad at all. Yeah, they're like they don't have they're not like I miss daddy at they're all like, at Dad's any point dead. in time. They they're just like, accepted sorry. at face value. They're like, <laughs> they're like it was fate. It's a curse. And they, I'm sitting, right? Yeah. They're like it was bound to happen. And also they're so ready to perpetuate that curse by sort of like they do like this whole like flouncy sort of hijinksy, like trying to match make the mom and the sheriff guy by like whatever. The, and so, whatever kid hijinks they do. Yeah. And trying to bring it's very them parent together. Trap. It is very like parent trap. But like also story. not. It's like a little parent trap moment and then it kind of disappears. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he like fully, they fall in love with each other uh, despite all the things around them going on. But meanwhile, which is also nothing and everything. It's also nothing and everything because what's going on are arbitrary little squibbles between um, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock just for like rifts and conflict here and there that don't make sense. But like, uh, and they really come out of nowhere. <laughs> like, they honestly, they really do. The only you see, you see Nicole Kidman, Kidman's character. She goes to like would, some if I were PTA Sandra Bullock, meeting. Yeah, if I were Sandra Bullock, I'd be like, "Bitch, I just saved your fucking life twice." Yeah. Well, she goes to a PTA meeting because the people right. at the parent teacher will not accept Sally, Sandy's character. Yeah, and she creates this magic. She's a witch. So her sister. <laughs> Gets her, yeah. She uh, so Nicole Kidman shows up being a slutty little slut, slut, and then she's like, and she's like, "Oh me, I'm just gonna sit down in this PTA meeting." And then she helps her sister become part of this like phone call list. Uh, yeah, she's so which Sandra plays like, a point later it in does, the movie, which I appreciated the payoff, but actually, but like, like I so did, she becomes the top. She becomes the top of the calling tree, which I think I I. I didn't know. Was that a thing that existed? We had one in our family because we had such a huge family. Like if somebody died, it was like one person's responsibility to call this person. This person's responsibility to call that person. And a little trickle down. It was basically like a pyramid scheme of communication. Yes, it was a pyramid. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I get it. (laughs) And so like they, uh, anyway, so she does a little twinkle of her toes and uh, put, magically puts Sally's name at the top of the list and, and nobody Nobody questions it. Yeah, everyone's so, like, oh, what? Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, long story short, uh, Nicole Kidman starts to become possessed by the uh, spirit, spirit, the yes. demon, the now demonic spirit of her of her ex-boyfriend. Um, and uh, she's in a bad way. She's, she's in a very bad way. Oh. Oh, she is. She's sitting on that bed. It's very exorcist. And in but, that but, moment, but like sexorcist though. She's oh, like yes. giving oh, us yes, yes, sex. Yes. Oh she's yeah, like moaning. She's she's like glistening with sweat, still looking beautiful, but with her eyes closed. Oh, her eyes are closed. Oh, she's wearing the shortest skirt. She's like, I'm just, all I can do is just like tussle on this bed a little bit. 
<laughs> well, she starts do. floating. She levitates out of the bed. And then Sandra Bullock's new boyfriend, who is the sheriff, sees this happen. He's like, oh, my God, you guys are witches. Also, there's a demon. And then he uses some... He uses what his uh, he uses star, his, cart- his badge. He uses his cartoon character sheriff's badge, this comically large silver star, and and it, it works as sort of like a cross, a sign of protection, and 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 we think kills uh, uh-huh. the the demonic spirit of the ex boyfriend. But guess what? No, in a turn of events, no, he comes back stronger, and that is when they invoke that tree. They invoke yeah. that calling tree and Sandy's like, hey, whores, I need right. your help. And you know why? And you know why? Because a stalker Channing is like, wow, we're going to need we're going to need a lot more women to do this magic. Even if they're not witches, it doesn't matter. They need women. So they invoke the calling tree from the PTA and all these skanks from the town who hate these women for being witches show up. They, for some reason, they show up. They show up even though with brooms. They do. They, oh, one they, of them. Com- did you notice, Homegirl? Who comes all, with a dustbuster? She comes with a dustbuster. Also, she is a funny bitch, and she plays the mom in Just Friends. Oh, oh, right, that is her. She nice. plays the mom in Just Friends, <laughs> and like, I can I never remember the actress's name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but also, whenever all these uh, actresses get together <laughs> to form like this this little spell circle around Nicole Kidman, you realize that this Warner Brothers movie shelled out for like the female character actresses of the 90s of the time because it was all familiar faces it was from all your the familiar era. faces from all of your favorite funny like character actresses and high concept uh rom-coms lighter fair movies and you're like oh i know that girl don't know her name i recognize her from literally <laughs> everything but i cannot put a name to the face and that's how yeah. that per- that's how that uh circle went yeah, but my lizard brain recognizes that she's made me giggle once or twice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I like her. <laughs> but like, uh, anyway, so they form this circle and it's a very dramatic like scene of like the town women coming together to save Nicole Kidman's soul. Basically, and, uh, they do. That's- and they do through the power of suggestion. Through the power, yes, through the power of suggestion and uh, studio money. Yeah, and like, so it, it it works and then kind of fails. But then Sandra Bullock steps into the circle yeah. and they do like, they do like this, like, sisterly bond, like blood brothers handshake. Yep. And then the cheesiest thing happens. But do you remember this? Um, when his spirit <laughs> flies out and turns into like dust, like glitter. Right before that. I mean, uh, no. It's, just, it's basically just a wheel of cheese from here on out. But it's oh, like, yes. like, like she, <laughs> the moment that the, that the spirit like leaves Nicole Kidman's body, they do this thing where it's like a close up shot like of Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. And then this big flash of bright light happens and like. Somebody with like with like a wind tunnel is like right <laughs> off camera doing like a blast of air in their hair. And like big, they get they both get like blasted with wind. I don't remember light. that, John. I think I think I had stopped. I think my brain had stopped. Yeah, it's like it's just like and the, and they both like do this whole like oh, like surprise. And then they just look at each other and they're like, it's over. And then (laughs) that is truly how it is. They're like, oh, oh, don't forget all of those brooms they brought came in handy because they have to sweep his dust outside. Right. So he breaks into a big pile of ash on the ground and they're like, they're like, let's get to sweeping girls. And in pure domestic housewife fashion. They all sweep him in like a train like formation out into the lawn in the yard. And then they dump a big old cauldron of juice on him, which like yeah. smokes and stuff. And then it, he's vanquished forever. Honestly. But, but the music that plays while they're doing the sweep through the house and outdoors of the of the ash, the demon ash. They should have done lime and a coconut for that one. But it's like the cheesiest 90s rom-com, like uplifting, like symphony ever john the whole thing (laughs) also somehow it's somehow that happens and then it's halloween and they jump off a roof 
They jump, they float down from a roof. I'm like, that's And the it? townspeople all cheer and clap. All the townspeople who were afraid before showed up to their right. house to watch all these witches float down yeah. and so the they, movie they ends. They turned around, they bond, they've bonded with the townsfolk and and then the movie ends with um, Sandra Bullock kissing Aiden Quinn yeah. and then it freeze frames and then it rolls credits. And I'm like, you know, he's going to die because of the curse. Also, can we just... So fun fact about all those townspeople, those people were actually not actors or extras. They were people from the town they were filming part of the movie in. So the oh, exterior, really? yes, the exterior of that house, they filmed a lot of that movie in Los Angeles, but the exterior was built purely for um, the movie. Well, um, it's expensive. So they were doing just an exterior, which was, uh, which ends up, and I can't remember where it was, if the exterior was in California and the interior was in uh, the location. I can't remember. I don't think they filmed in Massachusetts though. I think they filmed Probably it in Washington not. Yeah, and they invited the townspeople of this town where they were filming the movie to come as they are, come for this Halloween scene for them to all stand oh, okay. around and be a part of the movie. Extras. So, yeah. So they, you kind of get that vibe, but I'm just like... It was yeah. all very, it was very hokey pokey, hocus pocus. <laughs> it was very hokey pokey, hocus pocus. But I, I have to ask you, um, so that that's the movie, guys. That's, that's the, the movie. movie. For all of you, it was muddled. It was, it's fine. I, yeah. What were your, what were your thoughts generally? I know we got okay. some throughout, but. I'm going to say this generally. Now, I'm part of one of those people who enjoys it for what it is. Uh, yeah. I can also look at it objectively and be like, this movie's not good. But <laughs> yes. the movie itself, if you guys are looking for a good movie, um, I'm, look this, elsewhere. This isn't a good movie, but it's a fun movie. I, it is. I guess it is fun in a way. But, but it doesn't <sighs> make a whole lot of sense. And I don't think that it actually matters. You know? It was like, yeah, I, I feel like they, I think it was self-aware enough not to go too, too earnest, but they get pretty earnest at points. John, I think they were really trying for something here, but it didn't pan out because yeah. to me, it felt like there was a bunch of choppy bits, the whole love interest thing. I don't, I actually, they could have chopped the love interest thing and added this poltergeist situation and made it yeah. scarier. I would have enjoyed it way more. It's almost like at any point in time that they weren't focusing on like a love story of some sort with, with Sandra Bullock, they like, they, it would like, it would, it would almost be like, like going off track in your mind a little bit and then being like suddenly reminded that there is like, Oh, oh, sorry. This is, this is not spooky spooky. This is actually just, that is why I I text you and I was like, this movie is everywhere and nowhere. It makes no, like it, it goes off. It goes off on these tangents, and then it just like, and then it abruptly pulls you right back to the rom com, and you're like, "What? What? What's going on here?" John, it's but, it's really it's uh, like sound waves. It's like what we're looking at as we record this. There's so yeah. many. It takes you off of a straight line. It can be going one way and just. Yeah. Oh, it's wild. But the whole time, the whole it's plot focuses a around a dead guy. Romantic comedy for sure. It should have just focused on. The dead boyfriend. We don't yeah. need. I was, didn't but, care for the rest. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think, I think, for nineteen ninety, I mean, they just had. I mean, they had like. I think it was like they wasted the talent of like Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman in the movie. The but, thing they did because they had <laughs> so they for real. Whoever wrote this, whoever adapted this. Yeah, I know they were trying and sure things probably got cut out. I'm going to assume yeah. a lot was um, left because, OK, so it was based on the, the novel by Alice Hoffman. And this thing has three different screenplay writers. Oh, OK. Well, the so thing I'm, is, yeah. I'm sure it went through rewrites and different cuts and reshoots and all the shit to make it work for it also a studio felt, movie. It also felt very cut up because I truly yeah, think it would have been that? longer. And I think they probably had more of the dead boyfriend. They were like, let's add Aiden Quinn in here. Yeah, because he's sort of like an arbitrary, disjointed villain who resolves a little too easily, in my opinion. Um, like it's, he yeah. said, you guys are going to need a really good lawyer. Also, let me go ahead and mack it with you on this bed as we look at pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're making out fully after he tells her to get a good lawyer. And she's like, okay, fine. I did kill him. But yeah. But, so, and then uh, 
and then and he's then okay. They do like this weird, passionate kissing that I'm like, ew. They play some tonsil <laughs> hockey. He's like, fine. I know you're a murderous witch, but you know what? Do you have? But it's still kind of like, hot. Yeah. He's like, you got a <laughs> sweet ass. And, and, and never once was there the, the practical <laughs> conversation about the two children and no. assuming responsibility for these two like Didn't you, almost okay. teenage girls. Honestly, don't you think it was a little weird that she chose to have them all move back into the aunt's house? She's like, they're not learning magic. It's like you fully have a house of your own and you're not working. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're working yeah. at your shop, you're working, yeah. and which was weird and arbitrary too. her business. And the shop, the shop was also witchy. It was, yeah, it was supposed to be witchy and they had that punk rock looking bitch who I like, oh, by the right, way. Right, right, Yeah. She was just Another like, character, like this harder edged lady. Yeah. <laughs> Another person. Everything and nothing. <laughs> yes. Everything and nothing. And you can't remember who she is. <laughs> Another um, one. The but thing is. I don't know. This movie, what did you in my th- opinion, I mean, totally sucked. But <laughs> I, I could really, there were moments where I was watching Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock and being like, I'm like, man, they are really they're like they're acting their faces off, but in a way that isn't cringeworthy. And they are they are both making these really cringeworthy moments work. And which was which was like surprising and respectable to me. I'm like, I'm like these these two actresses, they know what they're obviously they know what they're doing, but they are like professional actors showing up to set, killing it on these days, getting the takes and going home. Do you want to know, this was Melissa Joan Hart's Sabrina the Teenage Witch meets Thelma yeah. and Louise. Like this, this movie This movie totally could have been done with like some subpar actresses and like who didn't have that giant star quality of Bullock and Kidman. And it would have been like... Just as good. <laughs> it, I mean, no, I'm saying it would have been worse. It would have been totally worse and like painful to get through, but... Somehow Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman like salvage what they can. You know what I mean? I got that I, sense. Well, overall, I think I kind of I think I kind of feel how you <laughs> feel about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Are you part? I'm going to go ahead and assume you're not part of the cult following and would never watch it again. I would. I'm fine. Never watching it again. I, would, I have been aware of this movie because they like advertised it whenever it came out like so hard. I somehow avoided ever watching it until last night. Did you enjoy at least any of it? Uh, no, (laughs) but I wasn't like, I wasn't wanting to like kill myself. You know what I mean? Let's see. And I was wondering too, I was watching this. I was like, John's going to hate this because I've already watched this movie. And so I had no problem going back because I remember liking it the first time I watched it. Yeah. I like the movie. I can sit here and tell you it's not good. Um, would you would you ever watch it again? Probably. Like I mean, if somebody was like, "You want to watch Practical Magic?" and you'd be like, "Yeah, I okay. would. I would actually sit down and watch it again." I know it's garbage. Because like, I feel like I feel like this is a real cult. This has a cult following, and I was aware of this cult following like throughout the years. Like people are like, "Oh my gosh, I love Practical Magic. I love that movie." But it, they that they almost say it knowing that it's a shitty movie that they like. Oh, it's a shit movie that I like. I'm not going to deny that it's not, it is not winning any awards. No, because you know what? On Rotten Tomatoes, they get 23%. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that might be generous too. Right. But you know, it's a cult following because the audience score is 73%. I know. And I feel like, I mean, it got to see by the audience. To me, I would give it about. Okay, so I think at this point, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give it my review. Now, based off of me liking the movie, I'm going to go ahead and jump on the C-plus train. I'm going to give it about a 70. I'll give it about a 73 out of 100. There are some (laughs) things that are unforgivable, like almost the entire movie is unforgivable. But I I do enjoy Sandra Bullock, and I do enjoy Nicole Kidman and all of the characters. I thought that the ants were great. Um, I think the you movie's know, the a ants, fun like, ride. Yeah, because it's like you can tell Stockard Channing and Diane Weist are like fully self-aware that this is 
beneath them. They're having fun though, which but I they, think yeah, is why I like up, this movie. And that's why I think it's coming across is that Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock and Diane Weiss and, uh, and Stockard Channing all together in that scene, you almost get the sense that they're just like, this movie is fucking stupid and we are just here and we are going to, we're going to give it our professionalism and our a good sense of humor. And we're just going to have fun. Yeah. That's, Cause that's, it wasn't, that's what sort of reads and comes across in that moment. Yes. In that scene, the midnight margaritas. I mean, obviously that's the case because Nicole, that's not prop tequila. That is dirty. Nicole Kidman tequila. She Nicole Kidman was like, you know what guys, I brought us, I brought us a little present today because this movie because, sucks. Cause we have to continue rolling. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, you know what? We already gotten paid, honey. We audience, already done did got hers. <laughs> Yes, we already done did got hers is. We already Uh, done did had hers is. So here's the thing. I'm part of the cult following, but as far as my score goes out, okay. uh, One out of 10, like, uh, uh, what ragu filled cauldrons. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It looked a little bit more like vodka sauce, but okay. Oh, it kind of did. Actually, you're right. So vodka (laughs) sauce filled cauldrons. I'm going to give this movie about three. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give this about like, like 0.5. I'm going to give like half of one. You're going to give it. Okay. I'm going to give like 0.5 out of 10 um, (laughs) young Evan Rachel Woods. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not. I get see. I think I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna stick with my three. Um, yeah, my three vodka um, sauce cauldrons <laughs> out of ten. Right. Um, there's, but I mean, I mean, I'm looking at like these these asserted like these fresh um, critic reviews, and anything that's a that's not a rotten review is basically. Like people started re-reviewing it in 2019. I imagine 2019 whenever or like 2020 people revisited this movie during the pandemic. Probably. (laughs) Almost Uh, certainly, actually. Like CJ from film from uh, says says a few films have such warmth and purity of heart, which are buoyed by its fabular storybook quality. I, okay. I, I don't believe this guy. Wait, no, I don't John, believe. I don't. Is fabular a word? Wait, let me tell you. I was actually <laughs> fully convinced. I'm here for that review because that's the <laughs> only thing you can say about it. There's nothing else you could say about it. Yeah, that's it. And it so, is heartwarming. Yeah, sure. I mean, they, it's heartwarming. They really, they really make that point to, to, to warm the heart. <laughs> the cockles of the heart have been yeah. warmed. And here's another, just one last one. Like from, from blood moons to self-stirring spoons and long luscious oh, locks. My God, I forgot the self-stirring spoon. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, keep going. And, and long luscious locks. The Owens women are a magical brood. Practical magic sets the stage for everyone's favorite family of witches with jilted Maria Owens and her broken heart curse. Yeah, it's like, um, oh no. Who wrote that? Can we, who? <laughs> uh, this is from, uh, oh, she looks very witchy. Her name is Susan Kohler. Susan- and she is a multicultural Sri Lankan American uncertified scream queen. Okay. Uh, well, you heard it from her from random lady on the internet. You heard it here first, folks. Anybody can be a journalist. (laughs) So I guess, I guess with that, like that's practical magic, everyone. Uh, you know, what's practically magic, uh, how we made it through (laughs) how it's already been 58 minutes. This is, I mean, you guys, you listened, you you came. You heard. They probably didn't came. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that that's that's we were some mean girls uninterrupted. I don't. I wouldn't right? even consider us mean. The thing is, is like we say every time. Oh, also, John, I love the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. We should do that every time. Yeah, I like. I do. I do the enjoy those. You get a nice mix of like legit reviews from the time and also current things. Uh, John, that I think don't that's, make any sense. I do think that's something you should incorporate. So you guys are hearing it now. We're fleshing it out as we go. Yeah. We're basically the new Rotten Tomatoes hunties. Get we used are, to it. Oh, dude, instead, of, instead of certified fresh, it's going to be certified hunty. Yes, yes. Certified hunty. This movie is uh, not cer- that. Uh, me- 
Mean Girls Interrupted certified it as as a as a hunty that doesn't that doesn't stink so much. Yes. Uh, well, it's, you know, it was something. It, we'll, we'll work. We'll work on the. <laughs> we're gonna race. we're gonna work it out. Yeah. Uh, this but movie didn't meantime, work it out. In the meantime, he tried to work it out. It eventually <laughs> tried to. But anyway, Travis, I always love coming here and and talking about movies with you. Me as well. And if you guys enjoyed this, please comment like subscribe send us an email like we said in the beginning yeah send us a movie you want us to and like we say we have to close this out we are not disparaging any of the people who do this uh, all our opinions obviously and we do enjoy we enjoy that people put the time and effort to make these things uh f- was the movie for us it was for me i'd watch it again but it's not yeah. good i was fully here for sandra bullock and nicole kidman but then again i am uh, homosexual. Yes, and that does happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I guess like, do you want to? Do you want to yeah. go? Oh, oh yeah, we got oh. to go. And well, like guys, that was uh, Mean Girls Interrupted, and we'll see you next week. And we're gonna see you at the movies. Roll the credits, uh, witch. <laughs> <laughs>